Before we start, I just want to let everybody know that this podcast is brought to you by rockauto.com. Go to rockauto.com, use the promo code LOCKEDON for $10 off your first purchase. That's promo code LOCKEDON at rockauto.com. What is up, everybody? Welcome into Locked On Tigers. I'm your host, Chris Castellani. I am completely exhausted and drained and frustrated and angry and all those wonderful emotions. For the second time in about a month, about a month, my uh, snowball microphone, just it's just it's not working. I plugged it into my computer, and it's not working. So I went upstairs to grab uh, my dad's. Thankfully, my father has one. So if it sounds a little bit different, I apologize. There was some good news, and that's that there were eight MLB playoff games yesterday, and I'm going to cover all of them. Now, I'm not going to be doing a full-on recap of all of these games for two reasons. One, time constraints, we'd be here for hours, and two, because of the very nature of when they were played, it was physically impossible for one human being to watch all nine innings of all eight games. So I'm just going to kind of give my general thoughts on all of them. I'm going to cover more some games more than others because I found some games more I- intriguing. I felt like some games were more entertaining, and I, I had more of a rooting interest in some of those ball games as opposed to others. I'm pretty much just going to go in order in terms of uh, how when they were played. You know, starting with the earliest game and you know working our way down to the final game, which is the uh, the Dodgers and the Brewers. But we're going to start with what was to me probably the best game of yesterday, and that was the 13-inning affair between the Braves and the Reds. A remarkable game. I mean, such a fun game to watch. Those are my favorite kind of games. I know some people love their slugfests, and that's fine. Give me a pitcher's duel like that any day. I thought that was such a remarkably tense, well-pitched game between two ace pitchers, two guys who are going to be in the top three for the Cy Young, I mean, maybe even top two. It might possibly be top two. And Max Freed, who was great, seven innings, six hits, zero runs, zero walks, and five strikeouts on 78 pitches. He was really rolling. And he's a lot of fun to watch when he is rolling. You know, he's got that big 12-6 curveball, but it seems like his other pitches, he's really developed them as well. The fastball is obviously has always been pretty good, but I think the development of the slider and the changeup, he's come a long way this year. But to me, he was outdone. I mean, ultimately, they both gave up zero runs, but Trevor Bauer, I mean, just brilliant, man. I mean, seven and two-thirds, two hits, zero runs, zero walks, and 12 strikeouts on 103 pitches. A A Herculean performance by Trevor Bauer. And look, say what you will about the guy. He's mired in controversy all the time. He's a bit me-centric, right? He's a, can be a bit of a distraction. You want the guy in your team because that dude can flat-out pitch. He's going to win his first Cy Young in this 60-game season, and he proved, I think, yesterday that it was no fluke. Just a remarkable performance on his part. Yesterday, to me, was a microcosm of why I have difficulty. And I know I picked him to go to the NLCS, but I still have difficulty believing in the Cincinnati Reds sometimes because they played a game yesterday where they struck out 21 batters, right? Pitching was brilliant. They had a million opportunities to put that game away in extra innings and couldn't do it. I think they had bases loaded or runners at the corners once, maybe even twice, couldn't put it away. Now, a lot of credit goes to that uh, that that Atlanta Braves uh, pitching staff. I mean, the, the bullpen for them was really remarkable. This was a bullpen that really fell apart for them in the postseason a year ago. Great yesterday, coming off the back of that wonderful performance by Max Freed. And then in the bottom of the 13th, you had a walk-off single by probably probable future MVP, Freddie Freeman. Uh, what's there not to like about Freddie Freeman? I mean, that guy's just a gem. Great player, 
loves Atlanta. He's a great dad, good husband, good interview. Just seems like one of the more likable guys in baseball. And let's not forget the fact that he's really, really good and is one of the best players in the entire sport. I love Freddie Freeman, and I was happy to see him have kind of a shining moment yesterday. Series is far from over, especially because the Reds are going to counter with some remarkable pitching going forward. You still have Luis Castillo going today for them, and of course Sonny Gray uh, going in a potential Game 3 situation. Far from finished, but uh, that was a heartbreaker for them yesterday because you got everything you could have possibly gotten out of Trevor Bauer, and you still came up short. That's going to be a tough one for them to swallow, no doubt. In the second game, you had the first team eliminated from the postseason, and I guess it's only fitting that it be the Minnesota Twins. They lose 3-1 to to the Houston Astros. The game itself, it was, it was a well-played enough game, you know, well-pitched game. Um, Astros, I think, put together some really solid at-bats, and experience is shining through, and I think that might be one of the running themes of this postseason is that experience is going to carry teams a long way. I, I, I don't care, and I give them credit. They played some good baseball over the last two days, absolutely shut down an explosive offense. Twins not having Donaldson really hurt. Minnesota Twins should be ashamed of themselves. I'm sorry, and, and that's a good team, and I like them, and I like their manager, and I like their fan base, and I like Nash Walker, who does locked on Twins, and I feel feel bad for him. Guy's a diehard Twins fan, you know, very objective, very fair, but he loves loves his Twinkies, and uh, they came up short again. To lose 19, I'm sorry, to lose 18 straight, uh, and not not that bad, though I'm sure they will be soon, to lose 18 straight playoff games over a span of 18 years, is it now? It's, it's one of the most amazing stats in the history of sports. I mean, especially when you consider the randomness of baseball. If you fall over yourself one time, you can win a playoff game. To lose 18 in a row, and it's not just the Yankees anymore. You can't just say, oh, it's the Yankees' curse. They went up against a baseball team mired in controversy that was comatose all season, didn't look good at all, all year. Their pitching had fallen apart. Their bullpen had fallen apart. The offense had fallen apart. Jose Altuve had lost every ounce of power or average that he'd ever had, right? I mean, it goes beyond just the trash can stuff. He looked legitimately awful. All of America was rooting for the Twins to kick the Astros out of the postseason, and yet it's the Astros who are still standing. Now, I don't agree with Carlos Correa thumping his chest and talking trash when you when you beat a team that pretty much beat themselves in two consecutive games, but you know what? Hey, if you're Houston, enjoy it. Uh, they're they're embracing this this the villain role, and I think that's I think that's a smart move. I feel like that's kind of what you have to do at this point. But a devastating blow for the Minnesota Twins. I mean, I, I'm going to talk about this more when I talk about the Rays. There's no more perfect opportunity for a small market team to really break through and win a World Series than this season. They blew it. They absolutely blew it. Game number three, the Chicago Cubs lost to the Miami Marlins 5-1. What a great story the Miami Marlins are turning into. Now, it's once again, not over. Cubs are going to counter with you, Darvish, today. Darvish has been wonderful for them, but... The Cubs look terrible, and they've played really bad for the better part of 10 days, almost two weeks now, and the fact that they've made it this far is kind of astonishing when their best players look terrible. Their best players are playing some awful baseball. Baez looks terrible. Look, I I know Chris Bryant has been injured. I get that, but okay, just hear me out here because I think the advanced analytics might not support this, and I think Chris Bryant at full health is still a top five, top 10 player in all of baseball, but... Just answer me this. After 2016, I think we all thought Chris Bryant for the next 10 to 15 years was going to be a a, a perennial MVP candidate, a guy who was going to be a top two or three player in the league. We thought after 2016, the top three best players in baseball's spot was filled between Trout, Betts, and Chris Bryant. Chris Bryant's been good, 
you can't tell me that he hasn't fallen a little bit below the massive high expectations that we had set for him over the last several years. He, I mean, I know health has a big reason to do with that. I understand that, but I can't help but feel like he's been a bit of a disappointment. And I think the Cubs, as good as that starting pitching has been, uh, they fell apart yesterday. Hendricks was rolling, and uh, Dickerson got to him with a three-run home run. Jesus Aguilar hit a home run as well. The fish keep on rolling, man. I think that's uh, that's a team that a lot of people are going to start rooting for uh, because of that story. You know, they had the COVID outbreak, and uh, they kind of just keep winning. And they're playing they're playing smart baseball. They're not beating themselves. I feel like at some point they'll get to a point where they do, but we haven't reached that point yet. And game number four, the last one I'm going to talk about here in this first segment, the Oakland A's beat the Chicago White Sox. A nice little comeback there by the White Sox to try to make a game out of it. It ended up being 5-3. Wonderful performance by Michigan native Chris Bassett. He was sparkling yesterday. Dallas Keuchel really struggled. And you know what's so weird is Dallas Keuchel early in his career, you know, 2015 to kind of the mid part of the 2017 postseason, was dynamite in October. And over his last eight appearances, he's been well below average. He was awful yesterday. And that's so strange because he pitched some really good baseball for the White Sox this season. But I think it goes to show that when you get to October, even in a 16-team postseason, you're going to face a lot of lineups that are really good at making contact. And your best weapon as a team is to have a strikeout pitcher on the mound. And Dallas Keuchel, maybe at one point, you know, he was a nine strikeout per nine guy. He's not that guy anymore. And I think a lot of teams, especially in October, are teeing off on that. And it's it's disappointing for the White Sox, but that's going to be an interesting game three. I don't know what's going to happen there. I kind of lean towards the A's taking advantage of it. I'm, I don't really trust White Sox pitching, but uh, we know how, how bad the A's are in elimination games. They did win an elimination game yesterday. Got to give them credit for that. They kind of got the monkey off their back there. So that will do it for segment one. When I come back, I am going to talk about the next four games that were played. As of this recording, they're actually still going on. So just give me a second. I will be right back for segment number two. RockAuto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to RockAuto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even a new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, specifications, and prices you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. And we're back. So, four more games to recap. I'll start with uh, two games that I don't have a whole lot to talk about, but I'm going to be very complimentary of one team, and that's that the Tampa Bay Rays punched their ticket to the ALDS with a dominant 8-2 victory over the Toronto Blue Jays. You know how yesterday I went on about how the Blue Jays should have started Hunjin Ryu in Game 1? Well, I look like a fool now because they they, they pounded him. You know, they, they got to him early. Hunter Renfro with a grand slam. 
the most impressive team I've watched over these last couple days has been the Tampa Bay Rays. You know, you look at a team like Minnesota, you know, who came out after they lost to Houston and said, well, you know, that's baseball. Sometimes things are a little bit random. Sometimes you go cold. Rays didn't care about that. They went out, they played a weaker team. They beat a weaker team. Love watching that team play, man. They are very, very dangerous right now. I brought, I sang Kevin Cash's praises yesterday. Tyler Glass, now really good performance yesterday as well. Six innings, two earned runs. Just a very professional, workmanlike job by the Tampa Bay Rays. And what I thought was probably the weak, maybe not the weakest, but one of the more surprisingly ugly games of the postseason so far, uh, the... St. Louis Cardinals beat the San Diego Padres 7-4. Look, the Padres are decimated right now. Clevenger and Denilson Lamette are out for the wild card round. I That might do them in because Chris Paddock pitched, and I like Chris Paddock. He was terrible yesterday. I mean, deer in the headlights look, got taken to the cleaners early on. Paul Goldschmidt took him deep. I mean, it was 4 nothing before anyone even blinked. The Padres played some ugly baseball yesterday. They didn't pitch well. They had two god-awful, god-awful base running errors, and it was it was so a prime example of why I, I've i never, this year at least, bought into the whole Padres have a shot to win the World Series, Padres have a chance to knock out the Dodgers, because this is a team that is remarkably inexperienced. Now, they will learn from these experiences, and it's not over. They could, they could win, the, they could beat the Cardinals over the next two. Cardinals aren't anything special, but they lost a game yesterday that they could have easily came back and won mainly because they beat themselves. No credit to the Cardinals' bullpen. They held it down there in the late innings, but th- th- those were my observations was that I feel like we watched a very young, inexperienced team play yesterday, and that's because that's what the Padres are. They are very young and inexperienced. Just rearranging things here, I will say that the Dodgers beat the Brewers 4-2 yesterday a very workmanlike efficient performance by the Los Angeles Dodgers they they took care of business they did what they needed to do I'm sure Walker Bueller would have liked to have pitched a little bit better but besides that status quo and I think they'll they'll probably keep that status quo today and beat the Brewers again I know Kershaw's on the mound but Milwaukee's not any good so I think the Dodgers will roll there But as for the more insane game, the craziest game of the day by far, Yankees uh, beating the Cleveland Indians in a a crazy game, a 10-9 ball game, back and forth affair. I was so not shocked that Cleveland lost this game. In fact, I'll go as far as to say that the second Gio Urshela hit that grand slam to make it 5-4, I knew it was over. I knew it was over. Because, look, the Indians are a good team, and they'll, I think they'll continue to be a good team. They were great in 2016 and 2017, and the window kind of closed after that. But they've been very good over the last couple of years. The difference between them and the great team is that the Cleveland Indians can only win a baseball game one way, and that's with starting pitching. Nine times out of ten, that's the case. And if Bieber doesn't deliver, and if Carrasco or Plesak doesn't deliver, the whole ship falls apart. And that's exactly what happened in in that two-game series. Bieber and Carrasco were pretty darn awful, and it led to them uh, getting swept in, in two games against the Yankees at home. They try, and I know they had a lead going into the ninth inning yesterday, but they tried to get into a slugfest and win a slugfest, not against the Detroit Tigers, 
but against the New York Yankees. I'll tell you what, guys, you're going to lose that matchup 10 times out of 10, and that's exactly what happened. A crazy game. I give a lot of credit to the Yankees for battling back there. That is a scrappy team. Like, whether you want to hate them or not, like, that is a team that battles and puts together really good at-bats. G.J. LeMahieu with the game-winning RBI off of Brad Hand yesterday. Cleveland's going to have a lot of decisions to make. A lot of decisions to make. Maybe we've seen the last of Francisco Lindor in a Cleveland Indians uniform. I don't know. He didn't have a great year this year in a 60-game season. You know, Maybe his value went down a little bit. I'll still take him. I still think he's a top five shortstop in baseball. I still think he's going to be a perennial all-star for a while here. But uh, they, got a lot of, they get a lot of choices here. And I like Cleveland. I'll always like Cleveland. I've had so many great interactions with that fan base. I root for them. I really do. And they do a lot of things right. But time and again... This talented core has proven that when the lights get bright, they shrink. And when that happens over and over and over again, you start to wonder about their stability. You start to wonder if maybe it's a time to hit just a slight reset. It wouldn't be a massive rebuild because there's so much talent there and they do have a good farm system. You know, they they can find a way to maybe trade a few assets, rebuild their system again, and they could be a perennial contender within the next two years. But they got to be smart with their moves, and I think they will, but a, a crushing loss for Cleveland nonetheless. So that will do it for today's show, recapping eight postseason games. Thank you very much for tuning in. You can follow me on Twitter at Castellani2014. That's at castellani one four. You can follow the show on Twitter at Locked on Tigers. While you're at it, go to Apple Podcasts, go to iTunes, leave a positive review of this show. That would be much appreciated. Please do that. I got one a week ago. That was a one-star review where somebody said, terrible podcast, terrible human being. You know, I, it's part of the reason why I've taken a break from social media, or at least, you know, from the Twitter video content over the last uh, week or so, and I'm going to continue to because uh, that, well... That hurts my feelings, and uh, I don't. I don't know. Yeah, you don't. You don't have to like my podcast. I, I think I'm a pretty good person. I try to be. I don't like when people tell me I'm not. So I'd appreciate if you'd go on iTunes, leave a positive review, make me feel a little bit better about myself. So that will do it for today's show. Thank you very much for listening. Have a great rest of your day, and go Tigers.